Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of My Dog Has Fleas. Please. We're gonna have to add Carlos to the intro right Please. after. Uh, would you like to be before Please. or after Rue meows? Um, what can the cat have fleas too? Can can we add Rue in as well? Actually, that's a funny story. My dog has never had fleas. Rue hasn't had fleas either, <laughs> but my cat growing up had fleas and infested the entire house. Wait, wasn't no. that um? We chin, you chin. talked about him before, huh? Chin 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 chin. chin, chin. <laughs> <laughs> He's my chin chin. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh... I love him. He was my first cat, guys. I love him. He came from a dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't hear that episode, um. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, what are we talking about today? I think we should talk about um something that I said the other day, and you were like, "That's brilliant." Oh, that I <laughs> must remember that one time. Um, I'm well, brilliant. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's You're... let's pretend like I remember. Okay, so I had a client I was working with earlier uh, this month, and um we were talking about opening the door and making sure that the doors are closed and that our dogs don't run outside. And the person said, I would really like to teach my dog not to go outside when people come over. And I said, don't expect your dog to be smarter than the people that enter your house. So for safety, we should put a barrier up or put our dog on leash or, you know, uh, make sure the doors are closed. Um, Some people are just not dog savvy, but this goes into so much more. So Another thing that happened earlier this week was I was walking and I was actively avoiding somebody on a walk and they ended up following me and they were like, they were opposite me. So they were actually approaching me and the entire time, like, I don't know how you missed the signals, but I was actively trying to go away and they just kept like coming back. And I actually slipped on my walk with Amelia and uh, I was just like, Man, and then you brought up a good point. Like, yeah, don't expect your dog to be smarter than the people approaching you on a walk. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. ding, 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 we have a winner because this person was not. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, really, really. I was pretty upset. Like, I wasn't upset at my dog. I was just upset that, like, you as another dog owner and me as a dog owner, um, just because we have dogs doesn't mean that we need to meet and we need to socialize and we need to do anything of that sort. I was just out enjoying a walk with my dog, and I saw these people earlier on in the walk, and they waved to me, and I waved back, but I was across the street. I had no intention of going over to say hello Um, I do not do leash greetings with Amelia. So I just kept on my walk. And then I ended up seeing this person round the corner again when I went to the park. And there was a fork in the road and I chose to go right. And the guy decided, oh, she's going right. I'm going to go right. Um, So then I'm like, oh, maybe he lives down this way. So then I went back left. And then he decides to go left. And I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, So I was trying to take space because by this time I had already passed the path and I was not at the fork anymore. I was just going into the green area of this, this patch of the fork. Um, And there was a, there was like a little incline there, a little slope. And I wasn't wearing the best of shoes. And I ended up slipping because Amelia pulled to the end of her leash and I slipped. 
I didn't hurt myself. I caught myself on my knee and then I, I popped back up and I said, oh, okay, that's not going to work. And I ended up walking through the grass and back onto like an area that was well away from this person. Um, and I think that's when the person kind of like, I don't know, it just clicked for them and he left. <laughs> but I feel as though he was like actively trying to meet. And I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I just don't want to meet. And then the same goes for dogs. When people are coming into your home and, you know, the door is open, they may not know you have an animal and or they don't know that your dog doesn't know to run outside or not to run outside. Um, They leave the door open one, two, many seconds, you know, too long. And then it's like, whoa, where is my dog? My dog is outside on the road, you know, across the street at the neighbor's house down the way by his friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like... No, we have to make sure that our dogs are always kept safe and they are, you know, not exercising <laughs> um, on their own <laughs> actions, like their own, like, oh, I'm going to just go out there. They left the door open for me. No, 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 no. You wouldn't do that with a child. So, right. yeah. I've, I've unfortunately also had that same instance where people are following you. Mainly I'm going to hope is because they just want the dogs to greet. Maybe their dog doesn't have many outlets or they just haven't found many outlets for them to be able to oh yes, um, socialize and run around and play with other dogs. And your situation content. is a bit different, isn't it? Because what were we talking earlier today and you said that you had a stalker and you, you're in a condo. Ah, uh, it really with feels elevators. that way, <laughs> that way sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, he or she. Yeah. Because I, I and. I told myself, you know, I have to be patient because their their dog is young. I can clearly see their dog is also very much disconnected from the person um, holding the leash. So, oh, it, plenty of issues. But the main thing was that the dog that I have with me generally I have dogs that are smaller than most and usually pretty shy or timid. So already there, I don't want to meet most dogs. And if I do want to meet a dog, is one I know and I know the handler as well, and I can trust that situation so that I can create good ones from that. But there was no way we were going to meet, but I kept walking away. Nothing. I still kept getting followed, followed, <laughs> and followed. I've, I've got to the point where I've had to say, sorry, like, we don't want to meet. And I got a very rude response back. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to let you know in, in every other possible way that I, I'm not inviting you in any way. And I don't know if this is a matter of just because we have dogs, like you said, we have to meet or... People just not reading body language or that just goes out the window when there's dogs involved or I have a puppy. I need to socialize. Well, that's not my responsibility, but yeah, like it's it's that's on its own. Yeah. It's frustrating. I think it's like a bit of everything. Like it's a combination. I think like people mean well, but they don't understand what's going on with um, like with what you're doing on your side. But you know, what's really funny is like they want to meet, but like I've had clients, too, who've had like some, you know, powerful looking dogs. And people don't want to meet those guys. They take their dog across the street. And I'm just like, yeah. hmm, uh, that's interesting. There was one person lately that I've noticed. I don't know if they're new in the area or not, but they stand at a at at an area where um there's like a pathway. <laughs> they just stand waiting for dogs to pass by. And the person will try will make small talk while the dog gets to sniff the oh. other dog and i think they've been pretty lucky because most people will be they stop it. uh well yeah we'll feel okay to stop but i i walk by again it's a good I, strategy the, it's working <laughs> yeah the dogs i have likely don't want to meet or for very long and I'll, I'll even go out of my way to say okay we're gonna keep the short and sweet keep going so they don't think that i'm just randomly leaving 
I really do want to keep it short and sweet, no different than I do during my play sessions, right? So I, I hope that this is something that he also maybe takes in his head um, as to, okay, why did that guy say that? Is that maybe something I should do in case? Because he's eventually going to run into a dog or maybe his own dog is going to go, I'm tired of meeting all these dogs. Um, and now maybe because of that, I don't really want to meet dogs. So hopefully he also tries some sort of uh, version of keeping things short and sweet so that your dog can look forward to the next time um, you try to use that strategy. Yeah. So before we move on, I like we have two other points to cover in this topic, but I just wanted to uh, kind of round out the first two. So the ones coming into your home, um, some things that you can do to help your dog from running out the front door is putting a barrier up. Uh, before the door so if you have like a hallway or um, I think Wayfair sells like these kind of like collapsible u-shape type of gates you can put around the door um, so that it allows people to come in but your dog not to go out uh, put your dog on a leash get a message ahead of time like this this seems to be one that's challenging for people I get it if if you have multiple people living in your household and they they're in and out uh, but at least at that point Everyone knows what they're walking in and out right. of, right? They have a they have a dog, and they'll already have some kind of system in place. Yeah. But when there's guests, even they if don't you just know. have a, a a jumper, yeah, either a leash or hey, we're we're gonna be there in five minutes. Okay, maybe let's have the dog go for a walk, even perhaps right. um, before yeah. they're not at the same at the same time. But that's that prevention is, in my opinion, rather easy to mm-hmm. do, um, and it can be a win win. Perfect. And then approaching you on a walk. This one, I feel as though we can't control the people. You could definitely advocate for your dog and be like what you do and say like, hey, I'm I'm not really interested in meeting. Um, I've done it before as well while out on dog walks with clients, um, dogs where I'm, you know, I'm giving them a break during the day. And I have said up front that I will not meet dogs on walks and not on leash and stuff like that. So even if they are friends of this dog, sometimes I come across as being like a mean person because I'm like, yeah. um, they're like, oh, they know each other. They're friends. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. Like, you know, <laughs> they can meet each other when the owner is with yeah. the dog because I'm not, I'm not there. I don't know. Um, and uh, so, you know, definitely advocating, um, doing as I did. Don't fall though. Um, but like trying to change direction, just actively moving away. Um, you know what yeah. I found also that helps? Cause you know, I'll try to sneak a dog in, in into the mall if I can usually yeah. for small dogs is, um, a backpack for them combined mm-hmm. with like the, the sleeve that goes on the leash that says in training or I need space. People think I'm working with a service dog. Right. And even if they still want a pet, they'll probably take two extra seconds to ask me for that as opposed to just Going in going or going in, right in a lot sooner. Yeah, because I'll hear parents say to their kids as they're walking past, it's a service dog. We're going to keep walking. Mm-hmm. And that for me, it's like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> unless my dog is coming to you. And even then, right, some some dogs, just they just don't know better. And they'll start going towards whatever attracts their attention. And I wish people could help me by ignoring. But that's maybe a lot to ask. But if my dog isn't going to he's certainly not inviting you if i'm not inviting you right and you can't hear that maybe you'll see this yellow label that says i need space and they might laugh and think it's cute but at least you gave me space and Mm -hmm. the dog backpack is also a win (laughs) yes that's a that's a good one um and i think those are really good as well like even um for like shy dogs like i have one actually i had one that said deaf because um yes trina my dog before she she became deaf as she got older. Um, and I wanted uh, people to know 
that she couldn't hear um you know and it, it's a it was a different ball game having a deaf dog but like yeah those sleeves definitely do come in handy people do see them they're usually like in uh, bright colors mm. and they stand out the words are very uh you know the letters are big so they're easy to read even from a distance and if not they at least pique your interest to uh, take a look closer at what it is take one um, two extra seconds means a it's a lifetime for a dog and it can yeah. make all the difference yeah um, so third point is dog sitting your dog. So don't expect your dog to be smarter than the people. Dog sitting oh. your dog. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're, you've been on Rover, right? I have. Um, so there is a mixture of people on Rover who will, they write everything out for you. The instructions, how their dogs are, um, you know, the time of day that they feed, they eat, what kind of toys, and they lay out their food for them, their treats, all that kind of stuff. Allergies. Very thorough. And then there are people who are like, they don't have anything in their bio. I feel like even if you're going to do the minimum where you don't have anything in your bio, you should at least have like when someone comes into your home, the dog is in the crate, the dog goes back into the crate after the walk or the visit. These are the treats. You have them out. Make sure water is topped up, that kind of stuff. I think there still needs to be something. Just don't leave it blank. Do they just assume that... uh that the person handling knows enough or do they just think my dog's easy it's fine sure. or are they like, like so... you know what i need, I just need to find someone i'm not gonna make it very i don't want to seem like we need a lot when we're just trying to find someone i feel like there's vacation. a bit of like yeah there's some people who are like oh i'm really easygoing but even if they're your easygoing everyone's household is different and everyone's standard is different for example like some people they'll put the bare minimum like they'll put the picture the age of the dog what kind of dog it is and then that's it but nothing in terms of like, my dog likes this, my dog likes that. Like, I like to know if your dog is timid, if your dog doesn't go down a certain street, if your dog has a problem putting on its harness, doesn't like its feet dried, doesn't like walking in the rain, is afraid of thunderstorms. Like that is information. And regardless if you have your meet and greet with people, it's always good to have because people who are in this business, we are looking after many dogs. So we don't always remember that yeah oh, you know no. this dog With has allergies, this fear exactly yeah. um yeah. so yeah. It's always good to have that as backup um like oh I, I was with that dog earlier today and um he got a little bit of blood on his nose oh but he has a skin condition so that's something to be expected oh you don't have to be texting all the time like oh my god that dog's nose is bleeding did I do something <laughs> it's just a, it's a condition the food allergies is a good one uh, a lot of dogs are not eating chicken right now like a lot of my dogs anyways that I'm training where they're steering away from chicken because there are some food allergies popping up so it's good to have like treats that are available to them that we can use that are safe the other oh, thing I even is- I even get scared when they say oh nope no allergies well, I don't want to be the scenario where we find out if there is an allergy. So please bring the food and mm. tell me how much. And you know, maybe the the when can vary. Yeah. Um, dogs can eat when when they when they need to, or they can figure that out. It's a new setting or whatever. But tell me the what and the and and mm-hmm. the how, because I I wanna I want no part in any any discovery of any allergy right. or yeah. upset stomach. And with the food, I've also had where they have provided food for me. Oh my god, this poor dog. I didn't know. I gave the dog the treats that was available that they left out. And I got a message later that day saying that the dog had diarrhea in the crate. And I was like, oh, no. Like, what happened? And everything was fine when I left. And uh, I gave him a few treats from this jar. And they said, oh, that jar has like XYZ treats that causes this dog to have diarrhea like almost instantly. So I didn't know. So like that kind of stuff, too. If there are treats the dog should not have remove them 
Yeah. Also, that's in the case where a dog is um the dog sitting is happening at the at the client's house. That is, yeah. So even like, yeah. okay, let's talk about the other way. The dog comes to you. So you do a lot of this mm. kind of stuff where dogs yeah. are coming to you for drop-in visits, enrichment, socialization. What are you seeing? Well, I, I make sure that every time that they book, every single time they book, the option is there, not required, but is there for them to indicate um, what food allergies they have. But honestly, even even then, um, because sometimes I'll run out of their food or they just won't be into it, I will tend to stick to a particular treat each for each session and kind of see if even in between sessions, there's been any kind of reaction. If not, I'll stick to that treat. I'll be very cautious to go for something brand new that we haven't had before that'll be mm -hmm. that'll be rare so if they've given me fish before i'll probably stick to fish or some other type of fish i'll rarely switch at least if if it's mainly for training if if he's staying there for longer whatever kibble the dog eats um right i'll give send instructions with your dogs the yeah. other thing that i want to say this is kind of off topic but i used to do this for trina for dogs that are traveling in cars like going to and from doggy daycare as your going out to different places it's always good to have like an emergency card of like a picture of your dog your dog's name and any information on them uh your vet your phone number your address and the reason being is it was years ago that i saw this but there was like an accident and the dog got thrown from the car or the dog escaped the car mm. after an accident and the first responders were able to figure out that there was a dog in the car because there was a card with the person right and they were like, oh, no, like we need to go search the area. And they found the dog. I think that's uh, in addition to uh, providing your caregivers, your doggy caregivers with information is to just keep some information on hand as well. It's never too much information. And if that deters anyone from caring for your dog, then then good. They're not. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be going with them anyway. The last point is uh, selling you dog products. So this is uh, pet store people. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's pretty big on um, in terms of, uh, yeah, because I guess this mostly comes from me having done a few um, Q&A tables at a few different pet stores. And um, I'll, I'll just naturally see people getting or the people that work, they're getting asked what their dog should get as far right. as food, as far as training equipment. And uh, in my opinion, they should know what they're talking about. And I, I like to think that most people, most of the staff there do. And I think a lot of them are also trained to give out some disclaimers as to, you know, this is the kind of food I could use, but check in with your vet because the, the store is not going to, I mean, at least in most cases, the store is not going to be the one to fix whatever upset stomach your dog has, right? It's yeah. going to be the vet. I um, so I hope they take everything that they get recommended with a grain of, with a little bit of a grain of, of salt, because even... I won't recommend any foods generally unless they've gone through it with their own vet, if they're not happy with another vet and, and so on. I've not had this issue with food, but in my kinder puppy workbook, I do have like a list of enrichment things that you can go out and get for your dogs, like to get them started. And on there are like a list of chews that you can do. And I always say it's experimental, right? Like not every dog is going to like an antler. Not every dog is going to like a bully stick. Not every dog is going to like, um, you know, the Omega rings and, and that sort of thing. So you're going to experiment um, and buy different, different things and see which ones your dogs like. And I've had people come back to me and be like, Hey, Rihanna, we went to the pet store and we were going to buy this. And they told us like, no, not until uh, our dog is like six months. And I was like, whoa, like, really? And they were like, yeah. Um, So we didn't end up getting it. And I was like, oh, my <sighs> goodness. So my thing to them was like, OK, so, you know, for example, it was like an antler. 
So your dog is eating the drywall. Your dog is eating the uh, the baseboards on the wood and stuff like that. You rather them eat that or would we rather try to give them something that we know is safe, a safe alternative? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just like, you know, when when our dogs were not domesticated, what do you think they were gnawing on? Yeah, because <laughs> unless you've recommended that without meeting the dog or maybe knowing the age or or the breed, and then they obviously took their dog there and then the person said, yeah, no, I... Well, they're not saying I'm meeting your dog. They didn't. But, you know, upon mm-hmm. meeting your dog, this is what I recommend. Yeah. But if they're working with you and you've met them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I guess that kind of also goes into the territory. And this could even be without someone necessarily recommending it. But products that get purchased either without the trainer knowing mm-hmm. or before the trainer and never gets brought up to the trainer or during the trainer or after the trainer. Before or after or during the program and it gets mm-hmm. purchased because, you know, they're getting a little desperate and things aren't moving as quickly as they would want. But then they go in and buy that uh, tool that I don't want to name. Mm-hmm. That's not a tool. Let's not call it the tool. It doesn't fix anything. <laughs> yeah, let's... <laughs> Object. Uh, it's uh, just a device. Item. A stupid yeah, device. God. Um yeah. And that like that's that's one of the things that kind of bugs me. It's like I sent these people to this store and they're like, oh, well, the dog, the person at the store said this. And I was like, but our dog has an issue where it's like eating the chair legs. And, you know, I'd rather give the dog something where I know it's not going to splinter. It doesn't have nails in it. There's no staples in it. There's no varnish on it. Like it's a safe alternative than to have. And, and I think that's something that we need to think about. Um when we the, go to the, the accountability too because the the that pet shop person and uh, whoever is working there you're likely not going to see them the next time you come complaining and even if you do unless they are the manager or or the owner or someone who's actually responsible for what they did because they tend to be even more careful in recommending things um or if they recommend it it's either something that they've been told to recommend or um, there's reasons that that will back up their suggestion where they can really stand on on their ground. But when a trainer is recommending something to you, unless you know you think that that you're never going to see them again, you're likely going to see your trainer again, and you can very mm-hmm. much go, "Hey, this is not working out." Yeah. Um, and similarly with your vet as well, you know, you know where where your vet's located. You're going to go there and say, "My my dog has an upset stomach from the food that you gave us." Mm-hmm. So. Please fix it. But the food store or a shop or whatever, it's they're not really gonna have to deal with much of any repercussion, if if yeah, any. The fallout. Yeah. No. So yeah. yeah. Did we cover all your points? We did. We covered all <laughs> four of them. I'm sure there's more, but that's all what um, we're gonna talk about in this episode of My Dog Has Fleas. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you at the next one. Actually, this rounds out our season. Season one for 2023 is a wrap. We look forward to seeing you guys in 2024. Carlos and I will be back. 